Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, this is the Ask Me Anything Indiana Week. Uh, okay, before we get into it, guys, hit me up on all social media. Uh, you know what it is, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all of it. Um, if you go to Apple Podcasts, or yeah, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, same thing, and leave a five-star review, uh be greatly appreciated because it'll help me get in front of more and more maniacs like us and it'll help grow the brand because i mean ultimately i am independent and i don't have the resources that a lot of these other podcasts have but then also i have a lot more freedom uh to say whatever i want i would assume uh but anyways uh with that though i do and will give you guys shout outs when you do it and just as proof, I got two new ones, and one is from Go Blue, but uh, I think their, I wouldn't say hashtag, but their username is Boof172488, and uh, his name is Isaiah. Big shout out, Isaiah. Thank you, sir, for the five star. Also, I don't know who this one is because I don't know the name because I haven't been in contact with them, but it was a fantastic five-star review. Um, Throwdown13. So whoever you are, Throwdown13, I truly appreciate the five-star. It says actually here he would give me 10 stars if he could. That goes to show you guys you are listening to one of the best, the best Michigan pod. Probably, yeah, it is the best Michigan podcast out there. So let's get into this wonderful episode. Uh so the Ask Me Anything, uh, like I said, it just doesn't have to be about Michigan football or ma- or basketball or any of it. It could be anything you want to know uh, about me or whatever or what, I don't know, personal stuff. I don't care. I'll answer it. You ask me, I'll answer it to the best of my ability. <laughs> but David Mays. Now, <laughs> David's, uh, I would, he's a newer listener, I would assume. I just had a fantastic conversation. Well, I wouldn't say it was a fantastic conversation because of the subject matter. We were both bummed out about the loss to Michigan State, but it was awesome. Guys, if you want to leave me voice messages on Instagram, feel free to do it. That's how David did it. It was fantastic. Uh, he sounded a lot like I usually am when I'm drinking my sorrows away. So it was hilarious. It was fun. I enjoyed it. So, David, uh, great to have you as a, as a maniac, buddy. Um, so here we go. David asks, what does the team need to do to regroup and move forward? Well, uh, first of all, I would make sure that the team doesn't pay attention to Twitter. (laughs) For heaven's sakes. Holy moly. That is uh, just a garbage wasteland of craziness. I mean, the... Some of the comments that I've... I didn't even see them, but I've heard that some of the comments about J.J., are ridiculous. I mean, most of these Twitter people, I don't know if they understand, he is a teenager. Now listen, I am of the mind that you can criticize these guys because they're trying to do something that very few people get to do and that they are going to make an exorbitant amount of money. And they are, so I think it's fine. You live in the public arena, you do all that, you could be, you know, you need to be criticized. But I mean, some of this stuff, some of the just mean, awful shit they say, you don't have a right to, like, for example, and I don't think anybody said this, but you can't be like, oh, he should kill himself or you're a fucking loser. I mean, that's kind of dumb. You know what I mean? That's, you need, you have problems and you need help. If that's what you're saying to a 19 year old boy. 
So anyways, what they need to do is just play ball, right? Don't worry about it. Don't let uh, the hangover, the losing hangover really affect them. Um, stay closely knit with the team, each other, play for one another, play as, you know, ultimately the season really isn't over. I mean, there's a few things, and I know there's a few questions that ask this, so I'll get into it a little bit later. But, yeah, just stay focused. Stay focused on Indiana, and that will help you get you regrouped. You know what I mean? Because that's the one great thing about sports is that there's always a next week, you know, until the playoffs. But even then, there's always preseason. There's always the next week, you know, that you need to focus on, and that will help you automatically kind of regroup. So thank you, David, for that fantastic uh, question. And then Isaiah, the guy that I was just talking about, um, he said, why are people losing hope? Well, that's welcome to the Michigan fan base, right? I mean, that's what we always do. Um, I'm sure you know that, Isaiah. It's always been that way. Um, you know, I wonder, though, when I was young and Michigan uh, during the Lloyd Carr years, I don't remember feeling... So, uh, like, I don't remember losing hope. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's so long ago, I just, I don't remember. Maybe I did lose hope during some seasons or whatever, but, oh, well. It is what it is. I don't know why we're, lo- I mean, it's what we do as Michigan, as a Michigan fan base. What is, if you guys have ever watched Ted Lasso, it's uh, the hope, the hope is what kills you. I think it's the is the quote. So I think that's perfect for Michigan for for Michigan fans and the fan base. Um, the road to the Big Ten title is still open. When they talk about diverse oh adversity dealing with it, this is really the first bit of adversity we have dealt with. Uh, let's see how they respond. I agree with that. I'm very excited um, and curious to see what the how they handle Indiana. Because like I have said in the last couple episodes, Indiana loves to be a big pain in our ass. And they that's always their Super Bowl when they play us. They love to play us hard. So we'll see. I'm, I'm really actually kind of um, interested to see what happens. Um, and he said, you never know. This might just be the beginning of Cade. Maybe Cade's playing. Uh, yeah, you know. He said, oh, let me finish it out before I give my comment. Uh, Maybe Cade playing, we get Coram playing like he was in Haskins. Maybe Anthony balling out, wakes the other receivers up. Um, It's a chain. Yeah, it's a chain effect. Let's see how they deal with adversity. Go blue. Yeah, I I think uh, it could be. It could be the beginning of Cade. How great would that be, right? How great would that be for, for us and Cade McNamara? I mean, I would love to see that kid uh, take off. I know I haven't always... Well, you know what? I've been a Kate fan. I just uh, have been kind of not the biggest Kate fan. I'm definitely... I like him way more than I've ever liked Shea Patterson. If you guys have been a listener for longer than just this season, you'll know what I think of Shea Patterson. But, um, yeah, I like Kate. I would love to see him actually do something. Um, That would be fantastic, and it would settle everything down. It could kind of quiet the voices of, uh, you know, just talking shit or everybody's like, oh, it's hopeless. Oh, put in JJ, blah, blah, blah. And if if him, if he starts the chain reaction of everybody's playing well, then God bless him. I I can't wait to have that happen. That'd be awesome. Now, um, Johnny Ding Dong. (laughs) I love Johnny Ding Dong. That's such a great name. Uh, do you see any avenue where Michigan 
can make it to the college football playoff is if MSU loses one or more games. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a slim. I mean, I'm talking it is a slim, slim margin of error here or even opportunity. It's a very slim, <laughs> very slim, okay? So this is how I see it. And I think this answer, this this is kind of similar to a lot of uh, or some of the same questions that I get here. Uh, so Gabe and um, Gabe and Josh and Brad, all you guys uh, who probably mentioned this, uh, I'm going to just throw your questions in there as well or answer it like this. Um, I think 2016, just think of that. 2016 Ohio-Penn uh, State, right? Penn State... Uh, loses to us, gets crushed by us, really, at at the big house, like 49-10 or something stupid like that. Um, then they go ahead and then they beat they beat Ohio State on a blocked field goal or extra point. They win the Big Ten, but they have two losses, right? I think they lost to Pitt that year and they lost to us, but they have two losses, one loss in the Big Ten. So that's what we're going to concentrate on here is one loss in the Big Ten. Now, Penn State still went to the Big Ten title game, right? Um, I think they actually won the Big Ten title game. I think, right? I, it was either that or Wisconsin. I can't remember, but I think Penn State won that year. So they were Big Ten champs, um, <laughs> and they still didn't make it to the playoffs because the college football playoff uh, board of directors or committee members or however whoever they are just decided, well, we want Ohio State. They have a small but thin line in there that says that they can pick whoever they want to a certain extent, right? Um, and they did. They picked Ohio State, even though Ohio State didn't win the Big Ten and didn't play in the Big Ten title game and also lost to the Big Ten winner. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. if. And what makes me believe that the, the committee members really want Michigan in there uh, is the fact that they put us at seventh. I mean, I think they realized that the refs uh, fucked us. I think they saw that, or at least the thought had to be, if, if played on a neutral field, Michigan probably beats Michigan State again. Because you put us at seventh. I mean, we were ahead of Oklahoma. We were ahead of some other teams that you could make the case shouldn't be behind us. And I think that's because they want, one, they're probably setting up drama for the Ohio State-Michigan game, right? And I really do believe if Penn State, if, if Michigan State loses to either uh, Penn State or Ohio State, hell, they could even lose to Purdue. Purdue loves to jump up and bite teams right in the butt when they're in the top five. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but still... <laughs> If they lose one of those games, just as an example, let's say Michigan State loses to Ohio State, right? That's the week before Michigan, Michigan State. Now, we beat we beat Ohio State. Well, let's just say we beat them in a classic, like it was just another 2016 classic, but Michigan State loses by 10 points or more to Ohio State. I think the committee, the committee jumps us over them and we go to the playoff and they don't they'll probably still go to the big 10 title game and they might even be the big 10 winner but the committee will want us in there over michigan state because we would have beaten a much harder team that michigan state would have lost to 
And because I don't think they really believe that much in the Michigan State, I think they would put us in. So I think it's the 2016 scenario all over again, but hopefully that helps us. So that is the only kind of uh, scenario I see us actually getting in on. I, I There could be different ones, but that seems to be the more realistic version. Um, so... Johnny Ding Dong, I hope that helps answer that question. Gabe, good old Gabe, just a fantastic Michigan maniac. Uh, what question number one? What are your thoughts on the CFP rankings? That's what I. So just answered that. I mean, I think they totally believe in us. I think they want. I mean, maybe I'm just. Maybe we are all just delusional Michigan fans thinking that the CFP is like, ooh, we really like Michigan. We believe in you. You know, maybe that's crazy. Uh, so uh, we could be completely wrong on that. But I, I just from the tea leaves that I've kind of been reading, I guess you could think that. Um, let's see. Uh, number two is. Why do you think they put us ahead of an undefeated Oklahoma? Personally, I think they it has a lot to do with the way we lost and how the refs called. Yeah, see, so it's exactly what I said, uh, Gabe, in the earlier. Absolutely, I agree with you. I think it's because how the refs called the game. I mean, there were, he's right, there were about seven holds that, that were never called. Um, let's see what else he says. I get, uh, oops, shit, my fault, guys. Oh, come on, stupid, get over here. I get we had a chance to still win, but the refs definitely played a huge role in the game, and we shouldn't have to play against the Zebras and a team. FYI, this crew has screwed us in previous games as well. I think one was the JT was short. Uh, that would be crazy. I'll be honest. If that is the case, like say if that was the case of the same ref crew, Referee crew, the Zebras, uh, screwing us in the JT short game was the same refs that screwed us in this game. I don't know. Um, that's that's scandalous, in my opinion. If that's really true, I mean, I, I think that would be an interesting way to, to uh, uh, look it up because I would totally like to know if that, that is the case. Because if that's... They need to be fired. Alan, the third question is... If it was, if you were in control of the penalties, fines, or firings of refs for the blatant calls, how would you run the disciplinary actions? Um, well, obviously for first offense, oh, he goes for first, second, and third offenses. Well, let's put it this way: if, as a very good example, if this is the same refing crew that was a part of 2016, or the majority of a, the refing crew that was a part of 2016, um, they should be fired. I mean, that's too controversial and, I mean, obvious. I mean, obviously blatant, just ridiculous calls that they went directly against Michigan. Uh, they, they, can't, they can't ref in the Big Ten anymore. I mean, maybe they don't, get, they don't get fired, but they have to be released from the Big Ten. Maybe they go to the ACC and pick a favorite team that they hate there too. But uh, overall, they can't just stay in the Big Ten. That's crazy. I mean, that is absolutely bonkos if that's true. But, yeah, first one, fine. Second, the second offense, you're looking at a suspension. And third, obviously, you'd fire them. It would be my – the way I would run it if I was in the Big Ten 
But I mean, as a conference now, they've had to apologize to us twice. They came out this week and said that, oh, well, yeah, it does look like you guys got screwed. Uh, basically, I'm paraphrasing. But so as a conference, I'd be embarrassed that one of our flagship blue chip, like blue blood uh, universities is constantly getting screwed over by the refs. Or is it that it's somehow the Big Ten, now I'm getting into conspiracy theories, but is it somehow the Big Ten is going is willingly going against Michigan? I don't know. That's, that's way above my pay grade on that. But, I mean, if I was the Big Ten, I'd be embarrassed that I continue to have to apologize in big games to one of our one of our blue bloods. It's embarrassing as a conference. Absolutely embarrassing. It's embarrassing that you'd have to apologize to even to say like Maryland or Rutgers or something, let alone to Michigan, you know? And I mean, for any of you Michigan State fans or Penn State fans or Ohio State fans are like, oh, you're just whining. See about it. If you guys got screwed two times, three times in a row now in big games and all you got was an apology, <laughs> wouldn't you want that refing crew or wouldn't you want the Big Ten to take action? I mean, it's true. I mean, they, those refs didn't do their job, and they reofficiated a call that that you just don't do. You just don't do that in college football. You just don't. I don't even think you do that in pro football. So it is what it is at this point. It just irritates the hell out of me. Um, let's see here, Brad, Braddy G, my big, my main man, one of the one of the OG originals, uh, Michigan maniacs. Um, Let's see here. In your opinion, why is it that Michigan never gets favorable calls? Okay, so it's once again. Uh, but his take is Harbaugh used to be a handful on the side, but sideline, but it seems to calm down in the past few years. Isn't it better to, for the Big Ten if college and college football if Michigan is one of the biggest national brands in in the mix and relevant? Yeah, I mean, I covered in on that one. I, I, Absolutely. It, it only makes college football better. And I, I know it's crazy, but college football is better when Michigan's good, when Ohio State's good, when USC is good, when Alabama's good, when um, Texas is good, when Florida State is good, when Miami is good. All these teams, man, when or Notre Dame's good. I mean, when the blue bloods of college football are good. It makes college football so much more fun to watch because those are some of the biggest fan bases in the country. So that means the country's a buzz with college football. And you, the bars, when you go to any of the bars, you get some of the chatter and a lot of fun shit talking and just a lot. It's just a lot of fun when blue bloods like that, like the just the the staples of college football are good. So absolutely. And I think it's, it, I, I don't know why they hate Harbaugh. I don't know if it's the big 10 that hates Harbaugh, like I said earlier, or if it's the refing crews that hate Harbaugh or somebody, somebody hates Harbaugh because I've never seen such uh, egregious <laughs> calls in, in the biggest games possible. You can guarantee the refs are going to try and butt fuck us. This is just the way it goes. Um, and then his second, one of his second questions is, why is James Franklin always at the top of coaching searches? He is average at best. Um, I think Franklin gets a lot of credit for his work at Vanderbilt. Because I, I think it was Vanderbilt. Because they usually suck in the, in the big, or the SEC. He made them actually somewhat competitive. Uh, because he's a fan, I mean, I hate to admit it, but he is a great recruiter. Um... So with and then he goes to he leaves Vanderbilt and he goes to Penn State 
and they were in absolute just uh, purgatory, you know, like uh, uh, Kitty touching purgatory, you know, from the from the last regime, and he turns that around into a powerhouse again. Oh yeah, Penn State, another one of college football um, mainstays. Um, you know, he turns them around into a perennial top fifteen team every year. You know, because of his recruiting and him being a great recruit, like a great parent recruiter as well, right? Like he goes in there and he probably wows the parents of those kids. And because he can do that, he gets good classes of recruits and he can build from that. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to know football that well, even though I don't know if he does. I think he knows people who do it for him, like the offensive coordinator, he probably picks really well, defensive coordinator, all that kind of stuff. But I don't necessarily know how astute his football game is, you know what I mean? But I think it's because he can recruit like a motherfucker. Um, let's see here. Because once he starts calling the plays, he does. He is average. Because you notice that he makes a lot of boneheaded calls. But, I mean, this is coming from a Michigan fan where it looks like Harbaugh just shoves his head up his butt along with Gaddis at times as well. So, I don't know. Um, with 10-2 and two with losses to Ohio State and Michigan State, be a successful season, in your opinion. Um, uh, and then get a and then get a uh, uh, a New Year's Six bowl game. Um, I don't know, man. I've thought about this a lot. And ten wins, you never you never laugh or you never scoff at ten wins, right? That's hard to do. But with two losses to freaking Ohio State. And Michigan State, that is gut wrenching. It's like a, it's like a nightmare almost. You know what I mean? It's like the, I, I keep using women as the example in this, but here's another example. It's like you've got the dream woman that you want, right? And you're getting ready to close the deal, but yet you get like a, a boner blackout. You know what I mean? You can't get it up. You you can't close the deal, so you're there. And you can't, you look at what you want, and there it is. You got 10 wins, you got a beautiful woman, and nothing. And just disappointment. And that's just how it feels to me. It feels like a boner blackout of a season, to be quite honest with you. And that's just how it, it annoys the hell out of me. But yeah, it's a complete and utter boner blackout um, of the college football proportion. Uh, also, if you were Ward, what would it take for you to move on from Harbaugh? Oh. Ah, uh, that's a good one. I mean, I would assume if he gets blown out by Ohio State again, that's not going to help him. You know what I mean? Unless, unless we kick the shit out of Penn State and we really look good against Indiana and Maryland, but I, I just I can't see him surviving a close loss to Michigan State, even though now the Big Ten has come out and apologized. So that basically should have been a win for us because if that fumble touchdown. Uh, that sack fumble touchdown, it counts. We win, right? We win 40 to 37. Um, but you get blown out at home once again by Ohio State. I don't know. I, I think that might be his death nail. Uh, this Ohio State game is turning out to be the most. You would think Michigan State this season was the biggest game in Harbaugh's career. It's not. It's this, it's this Ohio State game, especially if we beat Penn State. And we go in 
we go into that last game of the season against Ohio State. And a very good Ohio State, by the way. Very good, but beatable. This has to be the, the I don't know, man. 2018, we they were beatable in 2018. We just didn't do it. But we got a chance, I think, this year. I just, I don't know. Every time I say that, I think Travion Henderson uh, blowing this game wide open because we can't seem to stop the big play run at all. So, I don't know. If we beat Ohio State, well, this whole I don't even know what I'm, I'm getting so depressed even thinking about this. But, yeah, if he gets blown out by Ohio State this year, I think he gets fired, to be quite honest. I don't know how Ward can continue to allow something like that to go on. If, if you can win against everyone else but continue to lose to your rivals, I don't know how that's an acceptable and then not even just lose. Like, you're losing heartbreakers to a team that recruits at a lower level than you. And for the most part, no one in the nation even gives a shit about Michigan State. As you can tell. Like, they have to do extraordinary things just to be noticed. And even then, the nation doesn't really care. You lose to them constantly. You know, you have a 3-4 and four record against them. And then you get blown out for the third straight year in a row, I by by the by the rival that we all that there's no excuse to lose to, right? Or at least get blown out by, at least be competitive. And he does that again. Like I don't know how Ward sticks with them because next year he's right. Because uh, Brad finishes up with the problem for me is looking to next season, and it looks so promising with the p- potential roster we should have and the schedule. Yeah, I, it looks very promising, and but here here comes the thing, you know, you get rid of Harbaugh, but who do you bring in? And that's going to be that good. That's going to be great. I mean, it's Michigan. It's a great job, and obviously, you see, you can turn it over. You can go from a two and four season to what could probably be a ten and two season overnight. So any good recruiter or you know. Any coach worth his weight can can be very successful at Michigan. I, I just, I don't know. I, oof, I don't know. That's a good one. Anyways, thank you, Brad. I appreciate the, the questions, buddy. Um, Josh Obringer, always, <laughs> always love his questions. Um, what are our key points of improvement to win out this year? And what are the things that you think we are Doing good right now that we need to keep up in the win. Oh, to win out this year. This Ohio State shit heads. Oh, <laughs> my fault. This Ohio State shit heads that I live around <laughs> say we don't stand a fucking chance. So here's to winning out. But first up, Indiana and fuck Ohio State and Michigan State. Everyone knows we won that game. That's very true. Uh, we did win that game. But yeah, fuck those Ohio State fucking shitheads. I love it. <laughs> Uh, I love talking shit to those schools. I I can't stand them. Um, well, obviously, the one thing that we need to do is stop the run. Stop the big play. Well, first of all, stop the big play in whatever form it, it, it like originates in, right? The pass or the run. Absolutely. That's the number one key improvement we need to do is somehow, some way, stop the big play. Now, that means better linebacker play, I would assume, because I, I really do think our front – our front four is really good. I like I like what they're doing. I love the fact that we have two of the best edge rushers in the nation. But our linebacker play to me is poor. And I think it, it all starts at the top with Josh. 
with Josh Ross. I don't. I think Josh Ross is overrated. I don't think he's as good as people want him to be. I would love it if he was great because I, I like the kid. I think he's a great leader. I really do. I love listening to him when he's when he's being interviewed. I love it. But he's he's not. He's overrated. You know. So our linebacker play, that's the, our biggest group that needs to be improved. Um, we need red off red zone offense, obviously, needs to be improved. So I don't know if that – I don't know what you do there. I, I don't know. But it has to improve. If we're going to win out, and especially against Penn State and Ohio State, those two things have to be fixed. They have to be fixed. Uh because we're not beating either one of those two teams if we have to continue to trade field goals for touchdowns and then we also can't stop the big play. Because uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but Ohio State is built to make big plays. <laughs> so they're a big play machine. So if we can't stop it, we're, we're fucked. Uh, so, yeah, those, those are the two things. We do those two things. We do those two things, right? And that's assuming that we continue to get better at the other stuff, like the passing game starts to pick up again. And I think with Andrew Anthony, you're going to start to see that, right? I think he's going to start uh, pushing that offense, that uh, that wide receiver group to get better because they're going to be like, oh, shit, this kid's a true freshman, just came in here, and look what he's doing. I've been in this program, especially if you're Cornelius Johnson. I've been in this program uh, since the mid eighties. Cause that's what it seems like with him. It seems like he's been around forever and I still can't get this thing done. What am I doing wrong that I'm not opening up? How am I not getting separation? And hopefully, uh, Andrew Anthony's success pushes the other wide receivers to get better. Um, so with us continuing to get better, the running game, picking up, uh, run blocking, getting better, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Red zone, red zone offense. And, uh, Big plays, eliminate the big plays. I think we, I think we should be good, and I think we went out. I really do, or at least go into that Ohio State game and be competitive in it. Um, let's see here. Oh, Peter, good. To, I love the fact that there are some hardcore, hardcore maniacs that have been sending in questions, which I love. Gabe, love them. Uh, Obringer, Peter, uh, Braddy G. And then with the two new guys, um, Isaac and David, fantastic. I I'm really love that there's more and more. Oh, and how can I f- forget Johnny Ding Dong? <laughs> oh, Mr. Ding Dong just bringing the heat. Um, let's see here. Peter, uh, will the Buckeyes run the table in the Big Ten East division and beat Michigan State and Michigan? Well, I, I want to give you the maniac answer, right? And then I might give you the moderate answer. The maniac answer says no. They're going to beat. They're going to beat Michigan State, and because I think Ohio State will will work their ass. I we let them hang around because that's what Michigan State does. Michigan State hangs around and then they wear you down and then they win, right? I mean, they're like the. Have you ever seen the Homer Simpson episode of The Simpsons where he becomes a boxer and all the boxers tire themselves out by punching him in his fat head? And then they just pretty much collapse of exhaustion and he touches them and then he wins. That's kind of what Michigan State is doing in in the in this season because because Nebraska outgained them by over 150 yards, maybe even 200 yards. Indiana 
outgame them by 200 yards. We outgame them by 200 yards, I think it was. I mean, teams continually outgame them, and they just tire out, and then Michigan State makes one play, and then they win the game. <laughs> so it's it's ridiculous. But, yeah, they're the Homer Simpson of of the Big Ten East this season. Um, but I think we're going to beat Ohio State. It's going to be close, and it's going to be a classic, but we're going to beat Ohio State this year. We're going to do it. I don't care. I don't. I, we're going to beat Ohio State this year. Now the moderate says, uh, "Yeah, they're probably going to win out as they are built. Uh, they are Michigan State, but uh, way better. They at the quarterback position, better wide receivers. They have the best wide receiving core of the nation, more than likely. So they even better than Michigan State's wide receivers. Their running back, Travion Henderson, is a tad better than Walker." A tad better, but still better. They have a better offensive line. Their defense is is suspect, but still better. So they're they're Michigan State, but better. So yeah, they're gonna fucking house Michigan State, and they could potentially do the same thing to us if we don't if we don't stop the big play. So the moderate in me says, yeah, that could happen, right? Uh, but the maniac in me. It is a it is a body divided or a brain divided. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah, we're gonna win this game. We're gonna win. We're gonna win out. And I think we got a chance to be in that playoff this year, which is crazy. We, we might not even be Big Ten champions, but we'll, oh, we'll make it to the playoff. <laughs> that's the maniac in me, and that's how we're gonna end it, guys. Um. Oh wait, hold on. He still has some more. My fault, Peter. I didn't mean to skip over him. Um. Who do you have winning the Big Ten? The Big Ten West Division, uh, Wisconsin or Minnesota. I'm going to pick Wisconsin because that, that defense that defense travels well. That defense hasn't let up all season long, and I think they're finally figuring out who they are offensively. And Minnesota stinks. I mean, they they they've beaten teams that I can't believe they've beaten teams. Uh, I would have never guessed them to beat Nebraska. Never. I would have never guessed it. So they're they can jump up and bite you in the butt, and they're. I just I, I don't like them though. I just maybe it's because it's the the cult leader uh, the cult leader aspect of PJ Fleck, Mister Row the Boat himself. Um, I can't. Ugh, he's such a dillweed. Uh, so the cult leader uh, gets them up super high because it's probably laces their Kool Aid with uh, cocaine, but who knows? So they probably get all hyped up and go out there all roided and cocaine out of their head. But uh, I think Wisconsin's going to do it just because I think overall they they have a better team. Um, and then, so I, th- I think it would probably end up being Wisconsin and Michigan State in the Big Ten in the Big Ten uh, title game because we're going to beat Ohio State. And yeah, I wonder who would go though if Ohio State beats Michigan State, and then we beat Ohio State, but Michigan State beat us. Who the fuck? And we all. Oh, we all have just one loss in the Big Ten East. Who goes? I, does it go down to points? More points against, points for? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't even know who would win that. I'd have to look that up. I wonder what that, who wins that? Hell, if that's the case, wow, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. I don't know. We'll see. It makes it even more interesting, right? Um, do you, uh, good old Petey's last question. Oh, he's got two more. Awesome. Do you think Jim Harbaugh is not going to get fired by season's end? I don't know. I think, like I said earlier, it depends on how he treats this, uh, or what he does against Ohio state. 
Uh, does he stay for one more year? Does Ward Manuel want to put all his time and effort into finding Harbaugh's replacement because there isn't someone who matches Harbaugh's resume? Uh, like I said earlier, I don't know who they could get that uh, would fit. I mean, I was sitting, I would assume Matt Campbell probably has always been on the on the short list, right? Even though Iowa State is struggling this year, but it's Iowa State. Right, I mean, his coaching style isn't bad. It's just that he coaches Iowa State. I mean, I think they're constantly recruiting in the 50 to 75 range, right? You can have the 50th ranked recruiting class in the nation and think that you're going to be competitive year in and year out. It's just not going to happen, right? They're, they're, like, they're like a more, they're like a better, they're kind of like Indiana. They're really kind of like Indiana. I mean, you know, they, they recruit super high up. They, they every couple of years, they're really, really good. You know, and then, then they fall back down because they lose team, they lose players to the NFL or graduation. Um, so I would assume Matt Campbell would probably be the guy that they go for, but I don't, I have no idea who it could be. Um, and I, I think he stays for as long as he can continue winning. Like if he beats Ohio State this year, he stays next year. And if he can, He's going to win the national title next year because I, I've been saying it for the last couple seasons now. I think 2022, his eighth season, because I've said it a long time ago, it'll take about eight years to rebuild this this uh, this team or this culture and everything. That was way before. <laughs> that was when he took over in 2015. I think I said it in 2017, I think, or 2018. I can't remember when I said it, but I gave him eight years. And next year is his eighth, so... He's going to win the national title. So with beating Ohio State this year and then beating Ohio State next year and winning the national title, it obviously he's going to stick around for as long as he wants. Uh, but that's a very hopeful and optimistic future I have for us. Um, do you like the Big Ten commissioner? No, I think Kevin Warren's awful. Uh, he looks like the evil Moff Gideon from... from, uh, from uh, uh, Oh, what is it? The Mandalorian. There we go. He does kind of look like him. Uh, that's funny. A bald-headed version, right? Um, <laughs> no, I don't like him at all. I don't like how he handled COVID. I didn't like the fact that, oh, no, we're not doing it. Now we're doing it. And I just, there's a lot of policies and stuff that, just him in general, just, you look at him and he just, blech. And that may, he might be the one who hates Michigan, to be quite honest. So maybe all the conspiracy theories lead to him. Maybe he's the one telling the, the refs to fuck us over at every possible moment. Because um, I don't think him and Harbaugh get along, and I don't know about his relationship with Michigan. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Kevin Warren. I didn't even know who he was until last season. And just the way he handled it, uh, handled the, uh, the COVID situation in the season, it was just stupid. Uh, it was stupid. I mean, we should have all learned something from the SEC and how they handled it. And his uh, his arrogance uh, just is annoying. So, no, I don't like him. Uh, so we'll end it on that one. So, guys, thank you for the questions. It was fantastic. You know this is always one of my favorite, favorite episodes of the season. Um, so, yeah, next episode will be the reaction episode. Um, we'll see what's up, guys. This is going to be exciting. You know, I can't wait to see what Michigan team shows up and how we handle Indiana because it's their prime for an ass-kicking. You know what I mean? They have their third-string quarterback in there. They're, um, oh, I have to admit, I was wrong. I thought they had a really good pass rush uh, or blitzing. or It's not. It's very – it's poor. I like I, 
I must have looked at it wrong or confused the team stats or something. Um, so they their their stats though their defense is really just primed to get beat up. That they don't stop the run very well because Ohio State ran all over them. And I think their two cornerbacks are hurt or graduated. So their pass their pass defense isn't great. Like I said, they're like seventy fifth in the nation in pass defense. So they're primed for us to they're uh, in a way on paper they're perfect. For us to get back on track, right, with a good, hearty win, but now it's the the mind meld, you know, like the mind makeup. What's going on with that our team? That's the most important question of it all, because Indiana is prime to get beat down. So, because like I told you, Hendershot and Trifle are tight end and wide receiver, very effective players, right? Can be dangerous, but if you don't have a quarterback that can get you the ball, doesn't matter how great you are. Does not matter how great you are if your quarterback's on his back constantly because Ojabo and, and Hutchinson are decimating that offensive line. So we'll see. Um, guys, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It really is. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. With each and every day goes by at, further and further from that loss, the better and better I feel about our team. Um, and just the season in general. So, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, uh, go blue.